I said hello. Oh, hello. I am Teresa, and Heather is not with it, but she's here too. And you are listening to I'm Having an Episode, She's Criminal. And because I wanted to, we're doing the Urban Legends for Alaska instead of the case that I actually described this as. (laughs) I'm changing it now. It'll get done. It will. But we're doing Urban Legends for Alaska now because that just sounds like fun. We all love Urban Legends. We do, and it just... October was a fucking long-ass month for me, dude. It just was. So I want to do something fun. What happened? Oh. All right. The first one for Alaska is a Native American legend, and I tried to look this up on the internet. I did not try very hard because that takes effort, and I have put in a lot of effort into a lot of crap lately, and I didn't want to. And Heather says it's the saber wolf, but I don't like calling it that. I think sabre sounds so much better, but we'll call it a saber wolf, but just know I'm highly disappointed. If you call it the Sabre Wolf, I am going to reference The Office, just FYI. <laughs> so that'll be a good, that'll be a good, uh, <laughs> a good reason for you to not call it the Sabre Wolf. Uh, and Alaska, of course, part of the United States, but it's, you know, a very distant part of the United States. Non-contingent. Yes. Oh, before I forget, what did your kids dress up as for Halloween? Uh, so my daughter was, I don't remember the name of it, but it's from a Webtoon comic um, that I think starts with a K. And then her son was a 1990s nerd. No potatoes this year? No potatoes this year. Yeah. Link from Legend of Zelda, but he wanted to be a very specific link. I'm going to warn you right now, your sound is crazy. What do you mean, crazy? It sounds very staticky when you talk. Staticky? Yeah. It just started now, so maybe it's your cable. Maybe. Is it done now? Nope. Is it your fault? Mm, I hope not. I don't know why I'd be doing it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds terrible. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on, but it sounds crazy. <clears throat> Very static. We're going to do the Sabre... Shit. Sabre Wolf. <laughs> I can't. Native American <laughs> legend. It is a wolf... It is as big as a bear and weighs 600 pounds. And what? I could could theoretically see something like this being an actual animal that was in existence because saber-toothed tiger, you know? Well, it says it's related to the extinct dire wolf that died 12,000 years ago. So... But dire wolves were only 200 pounds, so this would be 
his very large cousin or something. Uh, the claws are like knives, thick black fur, and the Native Americans said a hundred years ago it was called a bear wolf. So this thing's been around for a pretty long time. The natives, the Native Americans in Alaska, believed it was an evil spirit with supernatural powers known as Wahili. And because this could be like, okay, with you saying you could believe this was a thing, it's in Alaska. Yeah. How much area in Alaska is just so freaking unknown? Oh, Yeah, that was uh, someone with a small deck. Um, yeah, Alaska, I mean, yeah, I have, theoretically, yes, at this point, I'm sure with, you know, satellite imagery and all that stuff, it is not quite so mysterious not like you know deep ocean things and stuff like that but yeah i would assume that it's pretty there's some pretty well hidden areas i mean yeah well they could probably have decided found something we got an eyewitness account too a mechanic was sent by his company to service some equipment in the alaskan woods he was on his way, and a blizzard came rolling through. He stopped and to wait for the storm to pass. He was sitting in his cap, filling out his paperwork, when he saw a large gray figure in the snow. He figured it was a bear trying to find a place to hide. Then he went back what he was doing, because whatever, bear, I'm in a van, I don't care, and decided to take a nap. As he was laying on the bench seat, starting to get a Z's, and on that probably cool little level where you're like practically asleep, your body's all relaxed, but you're still relatively alert to the sounds around you, he heard a huge crunch, and the side of his truck had been indented in. Oh, the roof. Sorry, not the side. Um, he sat up. And he looked around, didn't know what it was, and he was about to get out of his truck to see what uh, landed on the roof. Mm -hmm. But it's Alaska, so he didn't want to. So scared. Well, I would assume also if you think you saw a bear and then something crunched and indented the roof of your truck... You would assume that the bear is up there. You wouldn't really want to go take a look. Yeah, definitely. So he's sitting in there and he's like, what the hell was this? And then he saw something huge and black jump off the top of his trunk. And the creature turned, looked back at the truck, and the guy could see large teeth, green eyes staring at him. And it was a huge wolf. So... They think it was this Heath claims it was the saber wolf. So that is our lovely eyewitness for that. And all I find is really neat things about video games and stuff like that. So 
it makes me wonder how someone came across this and was like, yes, put it into a video game. Awana. I mean, it could have been someone that was from the area and knew knew the legend. It could have been, yeah, somebody who um, kind of just made it up, not thinking, like, or not realizing that it was actually, and you know, a known thing in, in Alaska. Uh, I guess so. It could be either. Or they were looking it up. And they came across this Urban Legends of the USA and was like, let's look at Alaska. They have to have cool stuff. And lo and behold, they did. All right. The next Native American legend, which is another urban legend in Alaska, is the Cal Upalik. Yeah, Yeah. I would think so. Cal Upalik. Is that a line above the eye, though? No, it's the dot. It's probably my computer screen. So the capital U, you would think it's a U, right? Yeah, not always. Cal Upalik? Calupalik? Calupalik? I don't know. We we could uh, we could look it up to see how we pronounce it. But it hasn't sounded out right there. It's just not very good. All right. Anyway, it's a humanoid creature, lives in the sea, has long hair, green skin, long fingernails. Legend says that these creatures take babies and children away who disobey their parents. Oh, well, that's like a boogeyman if ever there was one. I know, right? Wow. That's that's a thick. And you're in Alaska. There's enough to be scared of there. And it was used as a story to prevent kids from wandering off alone. You know what would be very interesting? Huh. Because I I believe that... Are there Greenland sharks on that side of Canada? Um, what sucks? Greenland sharks. Greenland? There are, have you never heard of a Greenland shark? Nope. So Greenland shark is possibly one of the oldest like oldest growing sharks it's big it moves super slow because it's in like the super icy cold waters near the arctic and it um they they're generally blind because there's like these parasites that attach to their eyeballs um and they think because it has such a slow metabolism from living in dark super cold waters that they could live to be 600 to 800 years old. And they're green. They look green. So I wonder if Greenland sharks are on that side of Canada. It'd be interesting if that was kind of what spurred this urban legend. From the map that I just looked up as you were talking, and from this, the habitat of a Greenland shark it's, it lives in cold waters of North Atlantic Ocean and Arctic Ocean. Ah. So no Pacific. Yeah. So, nope. All right. Um, the Calupalic? Calupac? Whatever it is. Uh, where's, oh, come on. What's with these words? 
the pouch that Inuit parents would wear to carry their children in. If someone wants to pronounce that, that's cool. To carry the babies or children that are disobeying their parents. And there is no eyewitness account to it, but they say she, I guess it's a she, makes a distinctive humming sound and can be heard before they appear and lives in the Arctic seas and is always searching for disobedient children who wander too close to the shoreline. She will be, okay, so the Inuit parents would tell their kids, if they're near the shore and they hear the humming, it's the Kalu pellet, and she will try and entice them to the edge so she can grab them and take them somewhere to hide. Uh, some say she eats children. Most say she just hides them in a secret underwater location, putting them in a deep sleep so they can't escape and feeds off their energy so she can stay young and keep her shiny green skin lovely and her wild hair lustrous. So now I'm wondering, how does she get them into the deep water? Does she, like, put a bubble around them? I mean, I would assume that she just takes them, and it might be, like, more of a metaphor that she keeps them alive or something. I don't know. I mean, it's an urban legend. (laughs) If they're dead, how does she feed off their energy? And if they're underwater, how do they survive? Magic. Urban legend magic. We got, uh, I like this one, the Kushnaka, which is known as the land land otter man. And he is a shape-shifting creature and can take the form of a human or any otter. Like, how many different otters are there? I think there's actually a lot. But they all look kind of the same, don't they? I don't know. I think, of like, I'm sure there are some differences in sizes and things like that. Fine. Uh, in some of the stories, they're cruel creatures that delight in tricking poor sailors to their death. In others, they're friendly and helpful, saving the lost from freezing to death. Uh... The way they save them is by distracting them with illusions of loved ones and then transforming them into a kushtaka to help save their life. In many of the legends, it will imitate a crying baby or the screams of an injured woman to lead lure people to a river to kill its victim uh, or just turn them into a kushtaka. And it emits a high-pitched three-part whistle. That is very specific. That is. And it sounds uh, very similar to the old, like, siren legends of, you know, the singing and making noises to lure sailors to their deaths. Yes. Oh, no, it went too far. Um... These river are my brain stopped. Mostly seen at nights in forest rivers in remote area. They can be found in groups, but are usually a single being. That's so freaking opposing. Well, I mean, they're covering all their bases. 
If you see it alone, then it lives alone. If you see it in a group, it's totally it. Uh, the kushta can be warded off by copper, urine, dogs, and fire. And this is another story to keep children from wandering off into the forest alone. Interesting. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny how these things spring up. So, like, when I was a kid, my dad used to tell us to keep us away from, like, wandering off when it was dark. He would tell us that, like, oh, the swamp auger is going to get you. And we full-on believed it as children that there was a swamp auger. And it was, like, eventually, my, you know, my sister and I were talking about it. And my sister says, like, where did he even come up with it? Because an auger is, like a thing you use to dig hole like or make a hole in like ice to go ice fishing yeah and and somehow he was like oh it's a swamp auger and like we were afraid to go in the backyard because of it and if that was something that like was a cultural you know like he was the chief of a of a, a town or village or whatever and like told everybody this like something like that could easily spread so it's like i'm just curious like how these started and like was it something like that See, you have a very different childhood than me. <laughs> Parents were like, get out of the house, go away. We were very much trailer trash kind of crap, where if we didn't bother our parents, they didn't give a shit what we were doing. And as long as we came back at night, whatever. Like, my dad lived in a trailer in the middle of a wooded area, and... um We'd have to shut off the water that was in the middle of this fucking yard, like, at least half a football field away. And you'd have to go shut it off so we didn't have any leaks or anything inside of the trailer that my dad lived in. And he'd always be like, Corey, go do this. And my brother's three years older than me, and he was a frickin' chicken. So he wouldn't want to go by himself. So I went with him, like, ooh, I'm a freaking Shirley Temple-looking Goldilocks badass. Hell yeah. So I would go with my brother because, you know, whatever. I think I was, like, five or six. And he sent us out there to do it. And my brother's, like, scanning all around, trying to figure out, like, make sure nothing's going to kill us. And I'm turning off the water and whatever. And then you hear this growling sound. And my brother is, like, ready to freaking shit himself and ready to run back. And it's just like, whatever. And I'm looking around. And, of course, my brother's getting all panicked. So I'm starting to get panicked because I'm like, my brother senses danger. We're all going to die. And then my brother hears the shaking of trees and bushes and a growl again and leaves my little ass. <laughs> running as fast as he can, which, you know, someone starts running, another person who's feeling this panic starts fucking running. We run to the house. My brother shuts the goddamn door on me. I run through the screen door, face plant, and weird freaking, I don't know, trailer, because we had a screened-in porch for this trailer. And he slams the freaking door of the trailer and a little old me can't even get in. And my dad's laughing his ass off because it was him. 
<laughs> in the woods. How did I know? <laughs> this one-armed, three-fingered asshole decided he wanted to scare the living shit out of his kids after my brother was already scared enough as it is. So, no, we didn't get any horror stories. Our family was the horror story. And the more they could scare us, the better. But they weren't going to be like, ooh, there's a scary monster out there. They were going to be the scary monster. Because what's the point of telling you a story if you might not believe it? They just want to scare the living shit out of us. And I do have to say, my dad wasn't uh, purely innocent in that sense. He had his he had his good fun every so often on scaring the bejesus out of us. <laughs> um, but yes, he... He wanted to be able to, like, go out into the garage and drink with his buddies and not have to worry about us, like, wandering off and, like, doing whatever. And then I think as we got older, it became a joke to him because then, you know, we weren't four and five trying to run through the neighborhood. And then he thought it was funny that we still believed. So kept going. Yeah. Nope. My dad didn't care. My mom didn't really care. They just... Go out and play. Don't die. That was kind of our things. They, that was, oh, they're drinking in the garage. Who cares? She, yeah. Never got those stories. Never did any of that stuff. We just got, every now and again, the shit scared out of us. Because it was mostly my dad. Because my dad is a freaking, he is dead now. Loved him to death, but he was such an asshole. <laughs> Scared the crap out of us. It was just ridiculous. But we don't. We wouldn't have any legends like this because not unless he'd stop laughing. He'd have to stop laughing long enough after scaring us for this to be a believable legend. And then I would be able to imagine me and Corey just like for years to come, being like, oh my god, it was the scariest, we almost died, it was a huge wolf. But, you know, that would require my dad to keep a serious face and go with it, and he'd be laughing too hard. That's where I get my humor from. Yeah, the twisted, morbid humor. Very morbid humor. Alright, so... We have Cantwell, Alaska. It's an Igloo City Hotel. Um, it's an abandoned igloo hotel known as Igloo City. It's right off George Parks Highway, just south of Cantwell. Not from Alaska. Don't know where it is. Anybody from Alaska? Is it creepy? Um, says it's an inhibited building in the middle of nowhere and is extremely creepy, but I mean, this is a book, so it might be creepy. It might not. In the late teen, nope, late 1970s, Leon Smith constructed Igloo, Mother Trek, Igloo City. My words are not. See, I have PTSD from my dad's carrying the hell out of me because my brother, and now I can't talk anymore. We'll ignore all the other episodes I've had where I haven't been able to talk, and we're going to just blame this time on that because I like I, I like that. <laughs> it's a good excuse. Whatever whatever works for you. <laughs> I'll pretend to believe you this time. <laughs> you and everybody else who might listen, you have to pretend that this is reliable sources and you've never heard me mess up before. 
So Leon Smith constructed Igloo City. He wanted to create a one-of-a-kind Alaskan lodge for people to come to from all over the world. Uh, Leon's dream of finishing the project never came because of code violations and structural issues. It is a massive four stories high uh, with 888 sheets of plywood with urethane insulation. It's so large, airplanes at heights of over 30,000 feet in the air can see it. The windows and doors have been boarded up, but some have been busted out. No one is allowed to enter, but locals say they hear tapping, voices, walking coming from inside the building. People who drive past at night report seeing strange lights coming from it. There are regular reports of a woman in white looking out one of the windows. So maybe it's just teenagers Something like that. Transients, maybe. Something. Could be. Um, I already did a lake monster. We're not going to do a lake monster. I just saw... Ah, the axe girl. Here we go. So, oh no. Of course, I pick a city I'm not able to freaking... Chuak? Chugak? Pronounce that. Chugwak? Chugwak, maybe? Chugwak? <laughs> That's fun. Well, that was that was extra. Lots of extra letters you added in there. What was it? Chug walk. You said chug walk. <laughs> Either way, we're we pronouncing it wrong. So just a city in Alaska. City in Alaska, and the X girl is there, and it's one of the most well-known stories regarding a tragic X accident. That those words should not be together. Uh, a five-year-old girl was helping her father chop wood to bring back to a cabin to where her mother and younger sister are waiting. The dad embedded the axe into the tree to make sure the child did not fall on it. And when he turned his back, she decided to try and press, impress her daddy by pulling the axe out and chopping wood on her own. She ended up pulling the axe down and onto her head, killing her instantly. Aww. Poor little baby. Um, the father was distraught, refused to leave his four girl in the woods. He was there, cradling her lifeless body, body fuck, and died of hypothermia. It is now alleged if you drive down a road. Why is it spelled with an I here and up there it's spelled with a U? I don't know. Why do you people it. have to confuse me? It's rude. Badaka Road and Chugiak? Around 3.30 a.m. you might see a man cradling the lifeless body of a corpse of his daughter sitting by the roadside. Which makes no sense, because wouldn't they have been in the middle of the woods, and you'd only see them in the woods? Anyway. Hey, don't bring logic into this. I do what I want. 
Anyway, in the summertime, this is an eyewitness account. In the summertime in Alaska, a couple was driving down that road for a long weekend trip. They drove through the night to get home early. It was around 1 a.m. The road was clear, dark, moonless. The husband was driving and paying attention to the edges of the road due to the abundance of wildlife in Alaska. No way. Um, he started to slow down because he saw something at the side of the road. His wife looked up to see why he was slowing down and asked if he saw the person on the side of the road. He slowed down even more, and as they got closer, they saw they thought they saw a person sitting on the side of the road. And as the lights illuminated the person, they just vanished. And then the husband was like, yes, let's go. And the wife did research and came up with the axe girl legend. Sounded like they needed a nap. Um, do we got anything else that sounds fun? Lots of sea beasts, which makes sense because they are right by the ocean. Yes. Ooh, the Alaskan Triangle. I want to do this one. The Alaskan Bermuda Triangle. Uh, certain areas of the planet have magnets for missing people and mysterious disappearances. And Alaska has one. Um, the triangle connects the largest city of Anchorage in the south to Juneau in the southeast panhandle to borrow a small town on the state's north coast. Um, all wilderness, mostly. And it began attracting attention in October 1972 when a private plane carrying U.S. House Majority Leader Hale Boggs, Alaskan Congressman Nick Begik? Begik? I don't know. An aide, Russell Brown. That one was the easy one. Why can't they all be that easy? <clears throat> and the Bush pilot, Don Johns? They vanished while they were flying over from Anchorage to Juneau. For several months, 50 civilian planes, 40 military aircrafts, and a dozen boats covered the area, but there was no trace of the plane, the men, the wreckage, or debris. Uh, more planes went down, hikers went missing, Alaskan residents and tourists seemed to vanish into thin air. 1988, more than 16,000 people have disappeared in the Alaska Triangle. And with, and that's with the missing person rate of more than twice the national average. Between 500 and 2,000 people go missing in Alaska and are never seen again. Authorities conduct hundreds of rescue missions. And more often than not, people just don't return and there's no trace of them. Now, I am going to hazard a guess that in Alaska, where it's very, there are very remote areas and wolves and bears and I'm sure other carnivores and things, um, I would, I would hazard a guess that a hiker going missing could be very easily explained, even if they theoretically disappear with no trace. Okay, well, they blame it on severe weather, aliens, swirling energy vortexes, 
an evil shape shifting demon of whatever that word is. The oh the what was that? Kush Kushtaka. Yeah. And yeah, it says the most likely explanation is wilderness itself with your little Yes, mountain peaks, forests, large glaciers, hidden caves, and deep crevices. Avalanches, unforgiving weather, animals. There is many that support the idea of energy vortexes, though. Because, why not? What is an energy vortex supposed to do? Um, I'm assuming disintegrate you. I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to suck you into a parallel universe. Parallel universe. Love it. And who will I be in this parallel universe? Smart. Able to talk. English. Good. Me. Speak. English. You. Listen. All right. That one was an easy one. Which I needed. I think Urban legends are always fun. Urban legends are always fun. They really are. And my brain needed a break. So I needed that. I needed just the easy, goofy, although the pronunciation of those damn words, those were not easy. That was just, that was some bullshit right there. That's why I like to Google words and ask it to pronounce it for me. Yeah, I still pronounce it wrong. That's true. You did try and say uh, Sabre Wolf again. It sounded so much better. Sabre. I like I said, I, I kept thinking of The Office when you, when you said Sabre. I love it. Oh, now I have a teenager able to get out of school early on the other side of town. So, I have to show him how much I have motherly love for him by going to pick him up. Oh, that's so nice. Although, I think he should just get his goddamn license, but you know. Having a kid with a license is pretty amazing. I know, I have one. I just need the next one to do it. Anyway, I am Teresa. And I'm here with my dear Heather. It's just a button I push. There's not a person really there. It's just a button. Yep. And you listen to I'm having an episode. She's criminal. My lazy episode because my brain needed a break. And you can have the regularly scheduled program next week. Lots of murder and death. Murder, death, criminals, thieves, madams, you know, all that fun stuff. Sex, lies, and videotapes. Yep. I like it. (laughs) So, I hope you guys join me again next week. Who knows if I have Heather. She's she's busy making her booty shorts. So maybe she'll wear those for us. Oh. (laughs) Not like you could see anything. 
But yeah. So it is time to go. Okay, I love you. Bye. Bye.